G-rated. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of T-Rated for conversations on life and growth through gender and sexuality. Today, it's just going to be me and you for a very special end of the year episode of T-Rated. So I wanted to do this episode and just go through and give kind of what I feel like have been the funniest, some the most controversial Um, And then a lot of the most insightful moments of every episode that has come out over the past year and just give any kind of additional thoughts if my opinions on anything have changed and let you all know overall where I see T-Rated headed and the few things I want to change and the things that I want to keep the same. So this first clip is going to be from the very first episode, actually, of T-Rated, which technically came out last year, but I wanted to include it because I've shared some things about it before, but I want to give a little bit more of my opinion. So let's have a look at this clip from episode one of T-Rated. But a lot of gay men, not gay men, a lot of men, maybe they are gay, who knows? So to start out, this is very much a topic and a dead horse, if you will, that have been beaten to death a hundred million fucking times. And I spoke a lot online about, um, well, not a lot, but a few times on Twitter and like other social media about it being something that I just do not honestly care about the answer in general because I think everybody has their own viewpoints on it and it's not something that keeps me up at night. I think a lot of trans women bring up this topic and we talk about it to a certain extent rightfully so because part of saying that men who date trans women are gay they feel like it removes their identity as a woman because we're always taught that being gay is two men who like each other. And so if you're saying that it's gay for a man to date a trans woman, then you're essentially calling trans women men. Now, I understand why different girls, that will be important to them. I feel like for me personally, I've gotten to a place where, first off, I don't think there's anything negative about being gay or queerness in general, obviously. And so even if a relationship I was in was to be quote unquote queer, I don't care enough to define it one way or another. And if it was queer, I would be okay with that because it's not, again, I don't look at queerness as something that's like negative. I also don't get my understanding of my gender and who I am in general from how or why someone else is attracted to me. But of course, a lot of cisgender heterosexual people like to harp on this and have this conversation, which if they view it as gay sex, it's kind of weird that they're continuously harping on it. But the reality is that most of the men who date trans women usually also date cis women. And so at the end of the day, whether it's gay, straight, queer, or indifferent, we're still all fucking the same people. So if we're arguing about if they're going to be gay or queer, 
we're still it's still the same pool of people that we are just colluding with. So if I'm fucking gay men, you're fucking gay men, too. Now that that is out of the way, let's jump into something more positive, which is going to be a clip from episode nine, which has none other than Tevin, the videographer in it. I would say moving to a bigger city, seeing like more different walks of life and everything Mm -hmm. like it opened my eyes to more things. And like, I wouldn't say uh, I would say like staying in the South, it like shelters you from a lot. Uh You typically like hate what you don't understand, Mm -hmm. because I would say at a certain point I was like a homophobic person. You were homophobic. And it took somebody like in my life. calling people the F word in high school? Probably as a kid, but not in high school. Okay. And the thing is, like, when you said that word, like, as a kid, you didn't understand. You didn't. The context. Yeah, you just knew it was just like. A you word you caused yeah, yeah, you just knew you called somebody that when something was wasn't going right for yourself, uh-huh. or whatever. Like, like you just called them the f word or mm. whatever, just because you're a kid and that's what you heard. Back to what I was saying about uh, somebody in my life, like he opened up about it to me because he was uh, he was family to me. He uh-huh. he was he told me like he he came out of the closet and whatever. He told me like reasons why he think he's the way he is mm-hmm. and that helped open my eyes to a, a lot of things because i'm like there's nothing wrong with somebody being homosexual mm-hmm. uh homosexual they just want to be happy just like everybody else in the li- in, in life and that's where i learned not to like judge people to like try not to judge people like you're gonna automatically judge yeah. people but i try not to judge people based on uh that particular part of their life so let's all give the videographers heaven a round of applause for not saying the effort anymore he threw up out of that that has been one of my favorite clips from the episode and i'm not just saying that because Tevin's my videographer um but he's one of the i've only had a couple men on the podcast and I appreciated his viewpoint on a lot of different things and him sharing that story because it gave, obviously, I'm sure a lot of you know that I'm from South Georgia as well. So it was nice to see someone who comes from a similar background or just a background of a small town regressive type of mindset be able to grow and then share the story of how they learned to have acceptance for people, the people around them. And also, which I feel like tends to happen a lot, is sometimes it takes someone around you who is inside of the LGBT community who means a lot to you actually opening up and explaining things to you that helps to open your mind. Next clip is going to be Domino. So, before your relationships now and polyamory, you mentioned earlier you were married. Yeah, I've been married. And got divorced. Mm -hmm. Thank God. Why did that... Do you want to talk about why that didn't work out? Crackhead. Or what... So what did you learn from what did you learn from him being a crackhead? (laughs) What did you learn from that? Uh, If somebody says they're an addict, 
like for me, I just need to steer clear of them. Like, and also like, like trust in your gut. If you think they're fucked up and they're sitting here lying to you, they're probably fucked up. Um, don't marry somebody you haven't known that long. Like I only knew him for three months and we were married. And he was like started all as a client. And then like what later, like now I realize like everything was a fucking fraud. It was a scam. He was fucking everyone around me because I wouldn't post him. Was there a reason why you got married in three months? I think because as a trans person, we have a hard time accepting love and like, or not accepting love, but like thinking anyone will ever get that far with us. Mm-hmm. And like, I had, I had been engaged three times before that with other people. And so like, if he said he was going to marry me and we were living this lovely life and he took care of me in a way that I had never been taken care of before, it made me feel a way that I had never felt before. It's called love bombing. <laughs> um, and so like, I was just, I felt for all of it. I felt for all of it. I was just stupid. Like, but I was a really good wife and I liked being a wife. I liked that whole thing. But now I will be like multiple people's wives. So this clip actually had a lot of feedback from a lot of the different girls in the community. And I feel like for good reason, um, it was a very relatable story. Even for girls who haven't been married before or went through divorce, we've all had those relationships. And I don't think this is just for trans women. I think it's for people in general, but we've all had those relationships that we can look back on and see where our own past traumas kind of cause difficulties either in the relationship or caused us to get into the relationships that were not the best for us. I do want to say since this podcast I do want it to be about growth and I want it to be entertaining, but also want it to be educational and informative and uplift everyone in our community and anyone who watches it. And so I will say in this episode, one thing I noticed when I was watching it back and particularly from this clip, um, I wish I had dived deeper into and shared the different things that Domino did during her marriage and then in between her marriage and then getting into the healthy relationships that she is in now, because I feel like that was kind of a key piece that was missing from that episode. So in the event that Domino is ever back on to rate it again, I will definitely make sure that we hone in on those. But in future episodes, I do want to make sure that I tap tackle those little bit deeper and more nuanced questions too, so that you all, when you're watching that it's not just entertainment, but it's also helping you to grow. Next up, when concentrating on growth, I do have a clip from probably one of my favorite um, episodes or just days of filming so far. Me, Stacey Kay, and Nicole Kor- Korsakova all filmed um, together one day. And we did three episodes that day, or I did three episodes that day. And this is going to be from episode eight, which was with both Stacey Kay and Nicole Korsakova. And so I asked them the question, what was something that they learned about themselves from past relationships um, that they can use moving forward into new relationships? Like as I was like figuring shit out and it just like, it, it got toxic for like different things. Like I have a history with like addiction and like I had been maybe clean for like 10 months. Like when we got together and, like, I, I just, like, relapsed really hard because she was, like, kind of a barfly. And, like, that was, like, all probably before I was, like, 21. So, like, when I did turn 21, we just ended up going out, like, so much. Like, I ended up, like, using hella heavy. 
And then like when I eventually tried to quiet, it was just like things started to like, just not like line up in like a healthy way. So I, yeah, I, um, I don't know. I ended up breaking up with her, like maybe a few months after, like she tried to like propose to me. Mm. And like, I really think she did that just to like, as like a like final attempt to just like, you know, make it work. The lockdown. Yeah. Cause I don't know. I, I know she was very serious about the relationship, but by the end I was very just like over a lot of things. Like I, um, it was like one of my first like serious relationships too. So it's like, I wasn't really used to a lot of stuff. I didn't really know how to handle confrontation. I didn't really know how to handle like, obviously like pandemic stuff, which like that started like right after our relationship started. So like just a lot of like emotional turmoil that was like too much for too early into a relationship. So like it just all kind of like fell apart really fast. And like, I think what it taught about me was like, I definitely need to rely like on myself primarily before I try to focus on like finding others to try and like bring into my world. I think like I can get very like just lonely in my line of work and it makes me like just try to find people before I find like stability and foundation and i now know like how important like the latter comes before the like former so i think that was the main thing and so i just wanted to highlight that clip not only because it did a good job at showing her being able to understand um how she needed to show up in relationships moving forward, but also just the importance of being able to self-reflect on past relationships and being able to grow from them. In this next clip, we're going to recap if from Natalie Presley's episode, episode 12. And I wanted to highlight this because I was gagging from someone who's worked, done adult content. I was still kind of gagged personally at the extent that it takes to make adult content professionally. And obviously T-rated is always going to be a sex positive podcast show. So I wanted to make sure that we just re-highlight this one and just kind of enjoy listening about the process that it takes and what all goes into making an adult film. And then also just recap it for any of the girls who are, who haven't yet gotten to that line of work, but have considered it to just kind of give a little bit more insight. So you said you recently did. I recently did Trans Angels. Yeah. Um, How about that? It was fun. It was it was different because it's um their scenes are very scripted and like mm-hmm. you know you have to learn, learn your lines and do a whole like setup for the scene itself uh-huh. and so um they don't let you just wing it. I don't know why I thought no. not that I mean, it would well, be winged it, but <laughs> I don't know why I thought that they would be outside of like the intro part. Yeah, well, the intro part's longer than you think, I guess. So, okay. Like, How long was the intro part? <laughs> um, it was. Probably like, cause we had to do like three different scenes. One where I'm like meeting my scene partner who was like my stepson. Uh-huh. Um, <laughs> stepson. Yeah. So like I'm a cleaning house and then I meet him cause he comes in from wherever. Uh-huh. And um, then like he goes back to the room and I like catch him jacking off. And then I had to like play with his sock that he came in and, and in front of the laundry room. It was like this whole thing where I had to like 
peer into the like the washer and dryer uh-huh. and like <laughs> <laughs> so it was so it was a lot of setup yeah but that's like so did y'all get to a point though where it was like y'all together yeah okay so <laughs> and, and, and then the, we kind of like so y'all can go look they can look at look this up on, on transangels.com okay. yes so <laughs> yeah. so he like did his business first right and then i like called him or whatever and i don't know it's probably like maybe like four or five minutes the whole okay. setup for the scene itself but yeah Okay, but that makes sense because I had done one of mine that was like a candy man. I did a candy man one for Halloween last year, and I did not real that is doing intro stuff yeah. in several different segments takes a it's lot longer yeah. than what you think it did, especially because like if you're like having to dress and undress for mm-hmm. each like different scene, it it really took it took all day. But it was a lot how of fun. Long it, how long is all day? Um, I think we started at like 10 a.m. and I left around 6 or 7 p.m. Yeah. So it really is work. When yeah. they say sex work, oh, it is work. It's really, <laughs> and I was in heels really all day, work. so like my feet were done. As we wrap up, is there one piece of advice you would give to every girl out there listening? Don't seek cis approval. You don't need to be accepted by cis people. They're less evolved. You don't need, like, fuck them. They don't understand you. We, they don't have to. And also leave non-binary people alone. Like, we look exactly like the people who hated on us turning around and be like, you're not this. I don't believe in this. You're not real. Like, quit doing that. Like, I love that. I love that. Love that. Love that. Like it's just a nice, it's so stupid. It's hateful. They're they are not doing anything to you. And you know what it's like to be different and look different. And like they could eventually be trans, you don't know. And like all they're gonna remember is you were a fucking asshole. And you don't think they're real or whatever, or you think they're disgusting. Like, bitch, you're trans also. I think there's space to have conversations about the nuances and the differences in experiences and the different struggles that we have to go through versus what they have to go through. But the idea that like, because they non-binary present themselves in a certain way or behave in a certain way, that somehow that's going to keep cis people from like respecting us. And it's like, no, like the idea that you could just be when I was in high school, everybody and had come out like most people who were down there were homophobic, but I was the, oh, well, you're not, you're not bad. You're not, not like you. them. Yeah. yeah. Oh, and so a lot of like, have the same story. <laughs> a lot of very binary trans people think that like, when you assimilate into society, you're not, you don't ruffle feathers anymore. And so the non-binary people are the people who are kind of like holding us back. Mm-hmm. But I mean, they're not holding us back we're holding ourselves back by bullying them Mm -hmm. like they're not holding us back if anything they're speaking up where y'all won't fucking speak up (laughs) so obviously that clip was from episode 13 part 2 with Domino and I enjoyed the ending of that clip because in the moment when we were filming it um, it almost made it seem like I was calling Domino a freak when I wasn't. I was speaking like in general type. Um, but our episode together was one of my favorites too, just because 
we had a lot of laughs during that episode. So if you haven't seen it, make sure you go check it out. But I chose that clip primarily because coming towards the end of 2023 and going into 2024, I want to make sure that T-rated overall is not, I don't like the word safe space really, because I think sometimes you have to have hard, hard conversations, hard topics, but you can do them with a certain sense of grace and a certain certain sense of love and moving into 2024 and beyond. I just want to make sure that T-rated is always inclusive of everyone inside of our community and that it adds value in some way, even if that is just entertainment value. I hope it's not. But even if it is just entertainment value, I hope that you're also, for some people, I hope that others are also getting information, understanding, and hopefully a little bit more acceptance for whether it's LGBT people or just people who are different from you that you don't understand. And of course, in regards to hopefully the continuous growth of T-Rated, my goal for next year is to do at least a new podcast once a month. At a minimum, Um, I feel like I've slacked a little bit through 2023 with not doing as many episodes as I could have, but 2024, the goal is to make sure that I have at least one episode. And with that being said, of course, if you all enjoy T-Rated, make sure that you share it with everyone inside and outside of the community. And if there is someone that you would like to see on an upcoming episode of T-Rated, make sure you send them your favorite clip from this past year. With all that said, I want to make sure that I wish you all a very happy and love-filled and prosperous 2024. Cheers.